Hey guys, today I've got on the show Hami, and he is the founder and CEO of 6amrun.com. And we're talking about professional success through fitness. So Hami, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell our, our listeners who is Hami and how did you come about to be who you are or where you're at in life today? Hey, thank you for, Ken, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Um, yes, I am Hami Mahani. I am the CEO and founder of a company called 6AM Run. Um, we do make a product, a nutritional product for runners. But what I love and why you and I met, what, what we're trying to do now is also be not just a company, but it's it's a mentality, right? You know, Kobe and athletes have like Mamba mentality. And, you know, there's there's things that I think a lot of these, you know, kids see that we really also portray, but to a wide variety of groups. So what, and I'll get to where, how I got into this, um, exactly that, you know, I spent a large part, I'm 42 years old. I spent a large part of my life, you know, answering to other people, right? College, school, then right mm-hmm. after college, get your six figure corporate America job, because that's what I was told to do right now. Don't get yeah, me absolutely. wrong. All of that stuff led me to where I am today, but how you and I came about, I'd love to tell people and tell your audience, especially that there's nothing wrong with doing that, but also gather, always use all of those learning experiences to get to where you truly have a passion and dream to get to. And I know we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that that's awesome. That's a, um, interesting that people's different path through life as they come to find out what it is they truly love doing, like the thing that lights them up every morning. Yeah. And I think too often so many people don't actually find that thing because they get wrapped up in their responsibilities and think they have to continue down the path that they started as an 18 year old. Mm -hmm. And I heard it put this way the other day, you wouldn't ask an 18 year old what you should do with your life right now. Right. No, not at all. So why do you stick to the path that 18 year old, you decided you should go on if you're unhappy with it. Uh, it's, it's it's such a huge loaded question. If you think about it, that, that 18 year old, think about this majority. And I know a lot of situations are different, but I can, I can talk about myself. Let me, let me speak to myself. 18 year old Tommy was trying to make teachers happy. was trying to make parents happy, coaches happy. I was, I was an athlete in college. Right. So I had every move I made wasn't about my own happiness. It really was right. Um, it was about making other people happy. Now, everyone's personality is different. I think, though, you look back on that, I still wouldn't be where I am today, you know, without that. So it's crazy. Even I, as I, I have a teenage daughter, I try to understand that when I give her advice or tell her what to do, because now I'm that parent telling <laughs> another person what to do. Yep. But I, I want her to know that, like, I speak from experience and this and that. But I also try now to also ask her, like with basketball, for example, do you want to do this? Is this what you want to do? You know, because if you do, I am going to push you a little bit. So it's crazy. And I hope kids understand that. And this is we talk about making everyone else happy. That advice and those people you're trying to make happy, it doesn't mean that they don't love you. Does that make sense, Ken? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. 
and 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 even we talk about me leaving work to become an entrepreneur. Let me say, my wife, for example, she's a nine to five person and she loves it. She loves, you know, being you know someone that's you know part of a, a group, a corporation. Like so, you said it best. It's what makes you happy, you know. Yeah. So talk a little more about your journey. You mentioned being a, uh, a college athlete. Kind of talk through coming out of high school, some of the decisions that pushed you in that direction, going through being an athlete and the career that you went into after that. What were some of the things that drove those decisions? And how did you come to the point where you just got sick of it and, and started your own thing? So I'll, I'll really tell, tell people work with the college athlete thing is, is, is something I think we can talk about. I think people, people have a dream of being a college athlete. I did. I, and that was mm-hmm. my, um, I really quickly realized, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys a funny story and kids hopefully can relate and know that some parents went through it. So at University of Delaware, they send mid marking period grades to your parents' home. If you, I lived on campus, even though I'm a Delaware resident and I would go home a lot because I live close to home, even though I was living mm-hmm. in the dorms. I intercepted the mid-marking period grades for my freshman year. And Ken, they were all D's and F's. I was like, I'm about to fail out of college. And I wasn't getting a lot of playing time as a freshman. And you college athletes are, you have your lifting, your practice, your study hall. Like it's very demanding. I don't think people understand. And I I respect college athletes a lot more after even just going through it for half a couple months, right? Mm -hmm. So I made the decision then that I got to I got to quit midseason because I knew what would make my parents happier, a kid that played a sport or a kid that had a college degree. And I, I did put their happiness in that. And I said, all right, let's get this college degree, which, by the way, was not the wrong decision. It helped me out professionally. Oh, yeah. Um, and th- the beauty of college, uh, Ken, and, and, and the kids hearing this know you still have your, you know, your rec leagues, your um you know, your, um, I forget the word for it, but your, um, you know, all the, you have your gym, you have, there's still so many opportunities for you club club. They have club sports is what I was there looking you go. for. You can still do so many different things to, to still have that kind of, cause I will say, I think what you were getting at, there's a competitiveness in an athlete, right. That I think entrepreneurs have. Um, and, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Absolutely. But yeah, so there was a competitive still that was there. And I just fueled that through like club sports and other ways. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the biggest challenges that you had to overcome coming out of that? You know, you you saw you're about to fail out of college and some of the challenges that you worked through to, to actually go on and get the degree and moving forward in life. No. And that, and that, that is, I mean, college is not easy. You have to nav, then, you know, we were talking college athletes. You want to look, you want to have fun in college, right? You are. And I will say this. I think, I think kids, uh, teenagers, young adults, I think you should, I think you only get that age once. Um, and then it's gone. So definitely enjoy it. I, I think still have, res- I think still have responsibilities. Don't let obviously having a good time interfere with responsibilities. The one thing I always knew though was, what are my goals? And I think my daughter does a great job of this. I'll give her a compliment. So she hears this, you know, Mm -hmm. putting things down on paper that you want, that's important. And she has a piece of paper, it's crumpled up. And it's like, I think it's in her book bag, but she has like a list of 10 things that she wants to get done. And we talk about that. And we say, yeah, if if you want to get certain things done, I'm not saying you can't hang out with your friends, but it's going to be less than other people. Um, 
I also, and your audience, I think will appreciate this. What I also will always appreciate about sports and regardless that maybe people listening to this think I'm saying it ended early. I will say this. I always tell my parents this, what sports did um, in high school. When I go back to my 10 year reunion, the kids that were in the bathrooms, you know, smoking or like doing bad stuff, we'll just say, right. Mm-hmm. Those were the kids that didn't have their time wasn't occupied. If that makes sense. I literally had to go to high school every morning, go to practice, come home, eat dinner, finish homework and go back to bed. Like I didn't have time to get in trouble. Does that make sense? It does. Yep. Yeah. So that's where I say kids trust your parents a little bit, because when I look back on that, I was like, wow, like my parents literally by keeping me that busy, like I did not get in trouble. I wasn't arrested. I wasn't the kid. You have to call your parents, come get me like, because I was too busy to get in trouble. Now I try to come like, marry that a little bit, let my daughter have a little more leeway and go out a little bit more and do some things, but it's, you got to enjoy. And that's where I'll say, try to balance, enjoy it, but have your goals and don't veer off. Cause I do think young people have goals now, like you just said, that might change. And I think as you grow, it's, it's natural to change. And, you know, this generation, I think they're smarter than I was because everything's at their fingertips for yeah, sure. They have this access to all the information you want today. <laughs> Hundred yeah, percent. So, so I don't. I don't doubt that someone has a goal earlier than I did. I remember. I. I was. My information was based on what someone told me or I saw on TV. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your What was your sport in high school and college? So basketball and soccer has always been my two go to sports, and then college was soccer. Okay. Awesome. Where did that turn into running? When, so, when did you realize you had a passion for that? <laughs> Yeah, you're bringing all the stories out of me. Some of our audience have already heard all this. So at about 33, 34, I'm playing pickup basketball. Um, I, I had a I had a steal and I literally could have just gone for a layup. But by the way, if anyone watching the video, this will see I'm 5'10 on a good day and I cannot dunk, but I can shoot a little bit. So I pull up for a three-pointer. And even though I made it, the four guys I was playing with, and I'm friends with them, were razzing me and being like, dude, you had the wide open lane. Why'd you pull up on that? And from the corner of my eye on the other team, I see like a 20 year old kid that I know had the jump on me. So I was like, all right, look, I got to work tomorrow. Um, And that's where I realized like, all right, I want to play, but I cannot play it at the level that I once was. And that's why I say to kids and, you know, enjoy that because it it does go away. Um, (laughs) So then my gym routine from pickup basketball and other things I did, as as, uh, you know, a lot of transitional people do, you still want to stay in shape. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, hundred percent. I just went out to to just start running and one mile became two, two miles became three. And my hour workouts went totally away from weights and strength training. And literally I wanted to spend an hour every day running. And we'll get into this too. That also became, I'm, I don't think, I don't, think I have ADHD. I might, I don't know, but that hour, that's my meditation, Ken. Like that also running Mm -hmm. tries it. When you get mad at something, I think gym is, the gym is a great escape, but I will recommend the one thing running did that I didn't know it was going to do. And I'm I'm mad that I picked it up so late in life. Running allows me to compartmentalize my day for sure. Hmm, How do you mean? So if I had a bad day the day before, how am I going to approach the next day? There's days that I do that hour run that I don't even really remember running because my focus was the the business decision that upset me the day before or the mistake I made in business or 
the person that told me no, trying to get a business deal done. The running allows me clarity, right? Even personal, right? Like personal things happen that upset you, right? You got a speeding ticket. You got, you know, uh, an unexpected bill. Your car breaks down. What running allows me to do is take that. We all, I think, have tempers and get angry. That's just natural human nature. But running allows me to not... (laughs) You know, if, 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 if I had a bad day and chances are I may take that out on my wife or may take it out on my daughter and not in a physical way, I just may be not my best self. Right. Right. My daughter yep. may need something and I'm just in a bad mood and I'm like, get away from me right now. And it's again, that's it's not like abuse or anything, but it's I want to do my best to be my best for people around me who might need me. And I think, again, young people will realize that very soon. They're younger siblings, they're older siblings. You know, you want to be your best at all times because you never know who needs you. Um, and or sometimes you need to have some clarity to make, you know, right decisions. I mean, we don't have to get too much into it. But young people, while information's at their fingertips, they're probably also under the most stress now than ever before, just trying to live up to social media and expectations that are sometimes just unrealistic. Right. And yeah, I can see how running would be a good way to release some of that extra, that, that pent up energy, a way to get out and, and yeah, it can be a meditation I can see for some people. Absolutely. It's been a few years since I've done any kind of um, <laughs> running. I, I used to a, a good bit, but it, it's been a while since I've been into it. Even walking, I tell people just go put headphones on and just go outside or go on a treadmill and just do a walk. Like I, I think running Running's running, of course, but, you know, even a light jog, like, Mm. you know, a a bike, a workout, I I will say, I mean, I think running is for me, sometimes just getting in an environment where you can turn your phone off and focus on doing something, you know, go back to basketball, maybe it's going into a gym that's empty and shooting baskets, right? Like, it Mm. doesn't, I think we're saying running because I'm a runner now. And, right. And, yeah. And I'm, I'm no professional by any means, but <laughs> I think that you can substitute, by the way, as I'm talking to you, I can, I, I'm thinking out loud, you can for sure substitute it with something else. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Just a way to recharge yourself. You know, I mean, everybody's got that, that thing that makes them, I don't know, come back together or a way to release that, that pent up energy. Absolutely. Would we say that physical health is the the core of all of our health and wellness needs? So yeah, that's and that's where we talked before, and I'm excited that this is what I want to share with people. I think that that's you know one of the things I say on on my podcast, and I really preach this. And in a TED talk I did, if I told you right now, Ken, who's the biggest CEO in America? Who would you say? <sighs> Shoot, I don't even keep up with that stuff. Probably uh, um, the Tesla guy. What's his name? Elon, Elon Musk. Elon, there you go. Yeah. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. If you read yeah. up on all their daily routines, all of those guys get up, especially the West Coast guys. They get up four in the morning so they can be ready by 8 a.m. business time on the East Coast, right? Mm-hmm. So you, if you read about all of them, and they're older, they might not look jacked like The Rock or anything, but they all take physical fitness as a high priority. And one thing I think I want your listeners to know is if you you can't be your best self if you're not physically healthy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, kids these days with, you know, if you if you want to go out to McDonald's, my, my six-year-old eats Happy Meals like it's nothing, right? And I get that. But it also makes sure you take care of your body as you get older. You don't have to be a sports person. You don't have to be an athlete. But if you don't take care of your body, um, you know, 
and we can use the workforce, for example, if you don't take care of your body, if you eat the wrong things, you're not going to be the sharpest, the, 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 the most motivated at work. It's just, mm. they all intertwine. And my big thing that I preach on my podcast is that, is that if you don't take care of your physical health, you can forget professional health. I just strongly believe that. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense because your physical health, that is the foundation for everything, everything. that you do. I mean, it, it plays a it plays a huge part in, in just your mindset, how you feel about yourself, which ties into your relationships, how you go about your work. So that's that's really great. And, and an analogy someone, a mentor told me one time that really struck a chord with me as I got older. Ken, if I told you I'll pay you $10,000 to go to the gym for a week, would you do it? Oh, you do it. Absolutely. Now, if I told you, I'll give you 10 more years on your life if you go to the gym for a week. A Definitely. Lot of people, you, you would, that's what I'm saying. You would, but a lot of people don't get it that, yes, I'm paying a gym. It's costing me time, but mm-hmm. the return is possibly 10 more years on your life. Right. And yeah. When you put it that way. <laughs> 70, 80, like that's a big, you know, and as I get older and I'm 42 now, I'll share that age very freely. I want to see my daughter's daughters or kids or sons, whatever she has. I want to see my family succeed. Like that's another thing too. More people as you get older do become dependent on you and you want to be around long enough to see their successes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you, you mentioned earlier when we talked about your company, 6am run, you said it's more than just supplements, but it's, it's a mindset. What, how would you define the 6am mindset as you put it? No, so we we talked about this, and I got, I want to tell you the whole story real quick behind that, and this oh, yeah. describes the mindset. So, as I started running an hour every every day, um, what, it, what was happening? I had a corporate job at the time, nine to five, and it was in Philly. I'm in Delaware. I had to leave an hour early to get to Philly to get to work. Oh wow! Um, we're like we're it's not far, like, but it's just it's a little bit of a drive with traffic in the morning, of course. So. I would come home by six after work was done and I want to run for an hour. That was my thing. My wife having two kids, she said, look, you can do your workouts. I'm not telling you not to, but you know, six to seven is our kind of family, our dinner time, right? You're, you're taking away from the girls. You want to do this run. You got to do it at four five, six in the morning before work while the kids are asleep or they're getting ready for school. And then, you know, we get, we can start our days. And that way at night, we have you to ourselves kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And what that, that I had happy wife, happy life. Right. So I had to, make <laughs> that, had to make that sacrifice if you want to call it that, but here's the crazy thing, Ken, what I was discovering I'm, and this is, this is probably a very cocky thing I'm about to say, but you'll understand why I'm saying it in a second. And I don't want your listeners to think I, I am a cocky jerk, but hear me out on this. When I was getting to work by seven 30, I, I, I'm, I've already gone into work, coffee already had, six mile run in the books. And I'm watching these people come into work, just rolling out of bed, groggy. And it gave me this kind of like feeling like, man, I've done more in two hours than my counterparts, right? Mm-hmm. So you can that energy into your, we talk about your physical health and your energy at work. Projects started coming my way promotion started coming my way and you become, I became the guy that, yo, we we got to get this done by this timeline. Hami's the dependable one, get it to him, mm-hmm. right? Promotions, raises, and that all stems from a 6am run. The name of this company that stems from that situation, right? And what we do at 6am run and building our community is that like 
we want people to understand like that mentality. And, and I don't want it to sound cocky, but there's those people that this is my nine to five. I'm going to sleep till, you know, I'm going to hit the snooze, hit the snooze, hit the snooze button and go to work <laughs> at the absolute last minute. And that's fine. And, 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 but I don't know, there was just something about when I changed this whole thing around to getting it done and then becoming, you know, and, and part of my entrepreneurial thing, we just talked about that a little bit earlier. It, I'm, I, I don't want to be a follower. I, I, I don't mind being different and being different. That's another thing I try to tell my daughter all the time. I think we get so caught up in doing what everyone else is doing. Oh, well, 20 people are doing this. I'll just do the same thing, right? It's, it's not bad to do your own thing and listen to your own self sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. What would you say to a teenager who they're in high school and, and looking at what looks like a, a massive change as they're coming through graduation and looking at taking the next step is running or some kind of physical exercise, something that they should incorporate or what would you say to let's say 16 year old you is the biggest piece of advice you can get to in to get towards building the life you want to live? No, this is a very, I'll say it's, it's a very difficult question. I, there's so many things I feel like I would tell the 16 year old me. Um, but, but that's the one we just talked about it. I think it's to, you need an outlet. I, 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 one of my favorite things can, it's a, it's, and I know, I hope I'm not beating a dead horse. There's a, there's a, a business where I, I forget the name of it, but there's businesses out there where you can go and just take a sledgehammer and wreck things for an hour. I don't know. Mm. Have you seen this thing? Oh yeah, like, I do those things. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, and that's the, that's what I would just tell the 16 year old me is to, you know, studying, right? Like you're, 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 you're told, you know, um, you're told to get like A's and things like that. The only thing, and I'll, I'll say what I tell my daughter who's 14, just always look at, the, I'm, as I was thinking as I was talking, but, but here's the main thing it comes down to, effort. And, and here's why I say about effort. And this is exactly what I tell my daughter. So this is what I'll say to that answer. It's effort, right? If, I, if my daughter plays a basketball game and she misses every shot and she blows every layup, Right. But man, she was playing amazing defense, got steals, got rebounds. I would tell you she had a, a bad offensive game, but she gave 120% effort. Right. Right. Yep. And one of my coaches, I never forget, yelled at me um, for getting a C. And I was like, yo, why is this dude yelling at me? And he even told me, he broke it down for me. He said, because I know you could get an A. If the C was your limit, I wouldn't be yelling at you right? Mm -hmm. It comes down to effort. I gave no effort and got a C and that pissed him off. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so that's the, the 16 year old me needs to understand. Don't ever try to walk through things. And I think that with today's day and age, when you get things so quickly, um, just don't forget to put the effort behind it back to the 6am run before work. I was putting effort in my mornings. I was not being lazy about it. Right. And I think that when you start to do things with effort, your whole you that's where i think kids adults grown men grown women anyone just when you do something if you're not gonna and 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 i'm so sorry i'm giving you a long-winded answer no, but when you great. if you're not going to give it a hundred percent of your effort 
I'm not saying that's bad. Just, but just don't do it. If you're not going to give something hundred percent of yourself, you know, and back to I'm, I'm using my daughter a lot here and I'm, I'm excited for her to hear this by the way. So, you know, please let me know when, when this is posted, if you're not going to give anything hundred percent effort, it's not a bad thing to just say, this isn't for me and find something that you want to give hundred percent effort to. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. Setting the, setting the agenda for your day, like you did with, with the 6am run, you, that energy that you put into that carries over in, into the rest of your life. You know, it, it might carry over into setting the week, which does for the month, for the year, for the next five years, 10 years. And so it's, it's easy to extrapolate out how when you're intentional in the little things that builds up, builds a foundation for the big things in life. And, and that puts you so much farther ahead. You, you're hitting the nail on the head. And that right there is another example I've always said, and I'll, I'll use, I, I love, I, I've never played it. I love football. I love watching football. Mm-hmm, right? Absolutely. On Sundays, I love watching football. I'll, I'll, my, my Raiders suck, but I love watching my, my Raiders. <laughs> um, but, but here's the cool thing, right? And you need days like this. So, so hear me out fully on this. Like, this is the crazy part. But I realized, like, if you get up on Sunday, get up late. And you plop down on your couch and you watch some of the pre-shows on ESPN and stuff like that. I'm probably Ken for the rest of the day, not leaving that couch. Mm-hmm. Need days like that. Don't get me wrong. But what I found was sometimes on Sundays, if I get up, let's say even a little later, you want to sleep in. That's fine. I think sometimes laugh, but people don't. I think sometimes when I'm out running at 10 in the morning, people are like, hey, you're, you're lying. It's not six. It's okay. To sleep <laughs> by the way, guys, I do that 6 a.m. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sleep in on weekends for sure. Uh, you know, anyway, what I'm getting at is, but if I got up on a Sunday and I ran and then I get home, I'm like, oh man, the house needs to get vacuumed. Oh, I look in the fridge. I do need groceries for the week. It's crazy to think that just by getting up and having that run, I then I'm like, oh my God, I'm already up. I'm already active. You know, Newton's law. A lot of your kids have science class and prior, you know, you know, something in motion does stay in motion, right? Mm -hmm. If I just get up, walk downstairs, plop on the couch with food and coffee, that's the way the rest of that day (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong. I still do that once in a while. And I think you need those days, right? Oh, um, yeah. But when you know you've got tasks at hand, like just get up wanting to get it done. Because if you put things on hold, it goes back to that whole effort thing. Um, and we, you and I are kind of, I, I, I'm definitely beating the point you just made. So just knock it all out. Put it like, you know, but, you know, make sure too, if you need a you day of just vegging out, relaxing. I think that's the other thing too. I think I even look at my daughter sometimes she's 14. She's up late, you know, up, uh, up late and then back up early again. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I I wonder, I know kids have so much going on. I I hope everyone out there also understands how rest and those things are are very important too. I think we're not on that. I think I don't want you guys to, we talked about, we'll talk a little bit real quick about the working hard thing, recovery days and resting and, 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 and your body definitely, your body definitely needs to be taken care of for sure. Yes. Yes. So you, you mentioned the working hard in one of your notes uh, you've got in there that hard work is a myth. Talk a little about, about that. So again, I'll use my, I, I hope everyone in my family who hears this doesn't get mad at me, but I'll use my wife's, <laughs> father, I'll use my wife, my father-in-law as an example. He's a custodian, Ken. If he listens to all the social media influencers that are out there and they all say, work hard, work hard, work hard. Is he going to get richer by going to his job every day as a custodian of a high school and working harder? No, not, a, not as an hourly worker, no. And, you're, and, and that's not a bad thing. You still, don't get me wrong. We just said, give everything your all effort. But 
make connections, make friends, make, mm-hmm. I don't like one of the things, and I'm 42, this is another thing I'll, I, I'm glad I can share this with young people. Every rich person I ever met, when I ask them, how did you get here? They, they say the same thing. Oh, worked hard. I don't deny that. But don't tell me you didn't have a connection. You didn't have help somewhere. I, I, I don't, I don't think you get really good advice from social media, rich people, influencers. You don't. Mm-hmm. And what they don't tell you, Hey, my dad helped me out. You know, he gave me a loan when I graduated college. There's nothing wrong with that. Admit it. It doesn't mean you didn't work hard after you got it. Right. Right. Yeah. Or I had, you know, um, I had a friend in college and he built a software company and he needed my help, you know, networking, you know, if, you know, this, this goes to, I love these days, we didn't have that growing up, the bullying, you know, issue that they have now that they really schools do a great job of stopping. You know, I look back on it, you know, if, 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 if I would have gone back to even younger than 16, you know, the, there, there were jocks. I don't, I think I was a little bit in between, but the kids that were like, you know, the book kids, the kids that were like getting straight A's, I would definitely go and befriend more of them. I'm looking at them on my social media and they're doctors and they're mm-hmm. so successful. And I'm like, you know, oh man, like I, you know, I, I will say that, like, you never know who's going to be who, right? Um, my wife says the thing that the high, and this isn't a bad thing. I don't want to knock these people. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, the high school homecoming king and queen, you know, sometimes aren't going to be the richest people in the world. That doesn't, mm-hmm. that doesn't define them. You know what I mean? So definitely network, make connections. And don't get me wrong. I, I, hard work is a myth. I agree with that. But that I, we go back. I don't want to say don't work hard. <laughs> well, I, I think on that, like hard work, just for the sake of hard work, only get something done in the moment, mm-hmm. but hard work with a, a direction and agenda, yes. like I'm headed towards this goal. So if you just go out and run on a treadmill, you know, hard work. Yeah. Great. But if you go out and actually run, do some trail running or something, you know, you're, there's more of a reward in that. Mm-hmm. If you have a place you're going, yes, work hard to get there. But if you don't have somewhere you're going, hard work is just, spinning your wheels at times. Yeah. Recently, what I've been trying to do too, is I think um, I hate, I hate the word. I think it's a dirty word. I hate the word agenda, right? Mm-hmm. But I, everyone has an agenda. I think as long as you, you know, your friends will be maybe your friend for an agenda. We just talked about that a little bit, but I also think be honest with people from the get go. I think if you, cause I think nowadays friendships and relationships, you know, they say, you know, don't take business personal. I don't like that statement. Cause I think for a lot of people making money is very personal. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the other thing too. share with people, your goals and find common people. You know, if I tell you, Hey, Ken, these are my goals then at least you can decide, do I want to be friends with Hami or not? And that's okay if you don't, you know what, I, I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. It does. It does. What, what's something people don't know about getting into running or physical exercise? Like what, do you just get started or, or is there a, <laughs> talk about how to get into that. Um, it, it really is. It's, it's starting. It is, it's gradual. It's all gradual and you'll read books on running and you can see every, they're pretty consistent. If you read a few, um, it literally starts with like, let's say a track, it starts with just running or jogging one lap around that track, then making mm-hmm. it two, 
um, a lot of things you'll read on runners. It, and for me, this is the same trajectory. It starts with a charity 5K, right? Then it becomes a 10K. Then that 10K becomes a half marathon. Then that half marathon, for me, it, it evolved to my first full marathon, which actually at 35, I started running. My first full marathon was uh, in November, the New York City Marathon. So to to fully answer your question, it's find a track or find a, sa- a space. Um, don't worry about how you look. Um, you're not going to, no runner looks great running. I I will tell you that. Um, you know, I, I feel like I look like weird. I might, you know, I don't think I look great. I I see pictures of myself running and I'm like, Ooh, um, but just take it once. Literally it's very clear. It's probably the most cliche thing I'll tell you, but it is true. It's you take it one step at a time, one, you know, one lap at a time. Um, and just every day, if you want to become a distance runner anyway, just try to take it a little step further the next day, take your rest days, um, you know, do the right things in between. Um, but yeah, that, that to get into running and jogging, it doesn't take much. It just, again, wanting, and last thing I'll say, the beauty is you can see that improvement, right? You don't have to wait. Like, um, if you want to get bigger arms, if you want to lose your gut, if you want to lose weight, like those are things that I feel like you have to wait a little bit longer to see. But with running, right. you literally can see results the very next day. Like if I ran one mile today, I definitely could do one and a half tomorrow. Like that's how the body works on that end. So I feel like that's the cool thing. And one th- last thing I'll say about our company, we don't, although we are, you know, we, we, we don't like supplement word, but we say nutrition. Now, although we're a nutritional product for people, you know, if you look on our site, Ken, and anyone that goes to 6amrun.com, and I, I don't want to plug that today, that's not the purpose here, but we don't talk about weight loss. Like that's not what we want. We want you, mm-hmm. as you just said, to get running. We want you to be mobile. We want to provide products that'll help you run. And obviously the natural result of running, we'll go back to our CEO example of that helps you take care of your health. So, right. Yeah. How, at what point did, you know, your passion for running, you started at 35, you said, where in there did you decide to start up 6am run and provide those, the nutrition and the products to help people? Yeah. And that's for, for any entrepreneur, if any, any, any of your, your listeners are entrepreneurial, um, I, one of, um, one of my best friends in school, who's a fellow entrepreneur, he started in third grade selling candy to, you know what I mean? Like he would bring extra candy or sell his lunch. (laughs) And this kid was like making money and loaded. Right. Um, but no, to, to, to your point, I think the best entrepreneurial ideas come when you see the need. Right. And what happened in my journey to 6 a.m. run was, oh, man, like I went to get nutrition for what runners need. And a lot of the pre-workouts and the things that were out there were for more pump, kind of like guys and girls that wanted to maybe get a little bigger. Right. And there was nothing for people that not not, not necessarily wanted to get bigger, but wanted leaner muscles because that's what running takes. You know, you mm-hmm. can't. um I, I can't describe it, but you know, you, sometimes you can't be the bigger you are. It's sometimes, but you need to be strong still. It, it's, it's, it's very scientific and I don't want to get into that. And I don't even know that, but there was no nutrition that helped runners get leaner muscles. Um, and then I looked into what that takes and it takes those amino acids that your body naturally makes that you lose as you get older. So right. then as you, so it, it evolves. Right. And I think that's what I think people need to also know the in my now in my kind of networking with other entrepreneurs or talking with people, the best ones or the best businesses were because the entrepreneur saw, Oh my God, this doesn't exist. I'm going to take care of it. Um, and that's where I knew to take and bet 
just, again, we go back to networking. I didn't have the network. I didn't have the help. Every rich person I asked said I worked hard. They weren't trying to help me because I was nobody to them. So mm-hmm. that sold the house, took out 401k. And today, 6amrun.com is what it is. That's awesome. That's a, that's a great story. What would you say to leave with Teen Catalyst audience before we leave? What piece of advice would you give them as they're trying to make the decision, the next step in life and, uh, you know, coming up on graduation even and looking at going to college or, or starting a career? What piece of advice would you give to them? You will fail a million times, maybe not 1 million, but you will fail so much in life. The old Michael Jordan quote, you know, I've missed a hundred thousand shots, but he's hit so many game winners, you know, and people don't see the missed shots. You, I, every day I make business decisions still. We'll launch a product. We'll launch a t-shirt. We'll do something. It's a miss or it's a hit. You, where I think kids today and, and you see a little bit more of the depression, the anxiety, um, mm. you know, suicides are up. I think you, you know, it's okay to fail. And we talk about, you know, but if you know that you gave the effort, I, I know I'm sounding like a broken record. Um, but that's my advice is you're gonna fail. It's just, it's gonna happen. Um, nobody is Floyd Mayweather in real life. No, one's, <laughs> no one's undefeated. Um, you know, I'm 42 years old. If, if you look at it like and say, Hey, uh, this is the way I look at it, Ken, and I will kind of end on this. It's been a 42-round fight, right? I've mm-hmm. won more than I've lost, but I've, I've I've probably lost 20 rounds, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And and um, key would be learning from the failures, from the mistakes. Yeah, I'll, I have years that I'm like, oh, my God, this is probably the best year of my life. My kids were born or something happens. And you'll have years, COVID years, especially for some of these kids out there where, you know, it's it might have been some of the worst years. Just remember that, you know, majority, knock on wood, and I know sometimes life is cut short for unexpected reasons for certain people, but mm-hmm. majority of us have, you know, 40, 50 plus years of life ahead of us, you know, so it's like, don't, I, I want people not to get caught up on a certain loss in life. You know, I think uh, that's a cliche word, uh, you know, oh, I took an L or I took, you know, yeah, I took an L right. on this one thing. It, that's fine. And and as long as you learn from it, um, you know, it, there's so many cliche remarks as I get older that I hate saying and repeating, but if it truly doesn't kill you, there's something to be learned from that and, and just take that and take it on to the next. That's awesome. Hami, thank you so much for joining me today. I'll drop those links where people can connect with you and follow you in the show notes. Awesome. No, Ken, this is a pleasure. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm so happy there's a show of yours that exists because it did not exist when I was growing up. So thank you so much for what you're doing. You bet. That's awesome. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for having me, Ken. Uh, all right. I think the recording stopped. Awesome. All right, Ken. Cool. That was that was great. That was great. Thank you for carrying it. <laughs>